This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here is your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 3rd, episode 2802. Good morning, horse people. It's Wednesday morning. That means Jamie and Glenn are back to talk horses with all of you. Well, let's be honest. Jamie talks horses. Glenn is just here to hassle Jamie. Enjoy the show. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. There was big, big news yesterday. Did you hear the big news yesterday in the horse world? I heard some big news yesterday, but we'll get to that later. You tell me yours first. (laughs) Uh, Big news in the horse world is the Olympic Committee has officially announced now that horses are out of the pentathlon after last year's little incident with the German trainer. Uh, So what's the quad... Tathlon now? No, they're going to, you have to ride a bike instead. So bikes replace the horses. And, you know, I was kind of had mixed feelings about this, but then the more I thought about it, I'm kind of glad that these people did spend any, hardly any time training. The athletes are going to be so much happier. And uh, I think this is just better that we don't have people who don't ride riding uh, in a pentathlon. I, Jumping four foot fences. Yeah, I'm just kind of okay with this. I know there were some people upset that they're taking horses out. It's been in for a hundred years, and it goes back to Greece, and you know all of that stuff, ancient Greece, and all of that. But let's let's have them ride a bike. You know, they can smack the bike all they want. Let's (laughs) return spear throwing to it because that used to be a part of it. And we used to, you know, back in Greece times, have gladiators in the arena too, killing each other. So I mean, there's that. Um, We took that out. So, Ancient Greece isn't really where I want to take a, a lesson. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like ancient Rome. Like I'm good. Yeah, like, I know. Need- there's people upset because the horses are disappearing, and, and you know, I normally I'm upset when horses disappear from places too. And I we've talked about that in the past. But, yeah, but it was just such a nightmare this last uh, Olympics with the girl punching the horse the in the face don't- and really want to train for this it's you know they got 10 things to train for and let's be honest if they trained in the horse thing properly they would take all the time <laughs> they wouldn't have time to train for all the other things swimming and fencing and shooting and all of that yeah so. the horses takes a lot of time ask me how i know <laughs> so we're we're declaring officially on horses in the morning that we're happy that bicycles are now in and you know what i am give permission to use electric bicycles i'm all for that too so go <laughs> oh, for <geez>. it <laughs> Today on our Daily Dose Equine Health Report, we learn about Operation Geld out of Maryland, which which I think Jamie's going to be good. all in favor of. I don't know what it is, but it sounds good. I like it. Uh, we also greet a new sponsor, American Harvest, and uh, they're bringing on an Irish ex-jockey named Darren Egan, who's going to share with us how CBD works with his horses. And we also have a little weird news to round out the day. Plus, I have a list that I know Jamie's going to be pissed about coming up on the show. I 
two daily winnies, of course, birthdays are terrific auditors, Brennan Dennis, Michaela Webb, Cynthia Rowland, and Courtney Dew. Michaela, we're looking forward to seeing you in a couple of months on a cruise. Um, also, I wanted to give a thank you to anybody who listened to yesterday's show. I know a lot of you posted about it in the auditor room. We, I put up episode one of Horses in the oh, Morning. Oh, God. Now, I, because it was our anniversary, I thought, let's play episode one. Plus, you know, a lot of people weren't around back then, and we've talked about how bad the sound was back then, and I don't think they believed us until I put up episode one yesterday. So it's what, unlistenable. <laughs> but we were funny, apparently. <laughs> we were good. When I listened back, I didn't listen to the whole thing because it was driving me insane. But uh, when I listened to us, we sounded like we had worked together for 10 years on our first episode. So that was good. But the sound was just awful. So uh, also want to welcome a new auditor, Taylor Disabatino. I think I got Do that I need one right. To look at that name and see if you got the right. Yeah, I De Sabatino. De Sabatino. We'll go with one of those two. It's correct. But Taylor, welcome Just remember, to the party. Taylor, it's a badge of honor that he's mispronounced your name. Congratulations. <laughs> it's going to be a good day. Play the lottery. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, your Atlanta Braves just won the 2021 World Series. What? Oh, my God. Number one, I'm so excited. I uh, I was born and raised in Atlanta. I would go to games with my dad when I was like three years old and we would sit in the outfield and at center field and watch Dale Murphy, you know, back in the day. And it has been such a Eating long vegan hot dogs. Uh, yes, yes. No, they did not have vegan <laughs> hot dogs back then. I promise you that. And, um, I, you know, I worked for the Braves when I was young and skinny and could run around and talk into a microphone. And I did the, the in between inning entertainment and, it was just, it, it, and it's so funny. Lucas actually went to school wearing my jersey because I had a like a collection of jerseys that I can't wear anymore because they don't fit. But <laughs> Lucas could wear them, and he was like, "Mom, why does this jersey say Jamie on the back?" I'm like, "Dude." Because it was my jersey when I worked there. So he went to school wearing my jersey. I'm so excited. We finally, it's been since 1995, and there's been some close calls and heartbreak and, and everything associated with it. And this team has been such a up and down season for the Braves. Nobody thought this would happen. And the Braves win! Woo! So that and screaming I, I heard was coming from your house in Oklahoma last night? Oh, my God. I finally get to sleep. Holy cow. <laughs> it is, you know, I've real, I'm going to miss it though because it's been fun to watch a Braves game with my son every night you know my brother was in town this weekend we watched all the games it was just awesome to have it prime time coming into Oklahoma was so cool so anyway for those of you that are blah 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 baseball just know <laughs> I'm having a good day and there are a lot of other people that are having good days too well congratulations Woo! I'm very happy for you especially seeing you used to work for the team that's kind of cool I mean that's yes. that's pretty neat I went as Halloween. I went as a Braves fan. I had like face paint and everything. I mean, I've been I've been bringing it strong. So excited for this. And and there's Are you so the many one times... Braves fan in all of Oklahoma, by the way. You know what? It's so funny. My brother was in town over the weekend, and Friday night we so went to two. a local bar, <laughs> and we were sitting there, and we were like right up at the bar, elbows on the bar, watching the game right in front of us, right in front of us, and we're decked out in our uniforms and our hats, and we're like, yeah. And this lady walks up, and she's like. Hey, can y'all play the Tussle football game on this TV? Can you get that on there? And I was like, I will 
freaking kill you. I was like, what? <laughs> like, you not see us sitting here? Like, oh my God. Oh, so who won was... that battle? You won? Oh, uh, come on. I was, I was at first. <laughs> Listen, take your stupid Tulsa game. You can look up at the other TV, put your stupid Tulsa game on. I got the Braves game right in front of me. And then the waiters kept the like chat cashing thing was right in front of the TV. And I was like, ah. Can we put it on that one too? So I can look up there when you're standing in front of me. Anyway, um, and so there would get like a one, one guy hit a home run, and my brother and I are like, "Woo!" So and you really nothing, were the only two in Oklahoma. <laughs> nothing in the bar, like nobody even noticed. <laughs> but you know what are you gonna do? But my brother was here um, visiting. He came to trick or treat with Lucas, and he's like, "I didn't." And he lives in Atlanta, and he was so sour that he wasn't at any of the games because they were playing in Atlanta while he was here, and so he's so bummed. And so what did he do? He rented a one way car changes plane ticket and yesterday drove down to Houston from Oklahoma and got in bought a ticket and went into the game and watched the whole thing so it was really he said he we're, we're serious about this this baseball thing so anyway I'll stop talking about it but I'm he sorry. wasn't eating vegan hot dogs last night was he he um I gave him we, we shared one night nachos and they had instead of pork they had jackfruit so oh, I was like, God. let's get jackfruit nachos. And we shared it. He threw up all night. Really? Like, I'm like, can you not eat something healthy that's not a dead animal? And he, he puked all night long. I think I would too. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't it think like I would eat it in the first place. <laughs> it's delicious. All right. You also had some horses come in uh, at the end of the show on, on Monday. Yes, I had to dip out and run down to the barn because I have currently I had three haul in and and one haul in a couple of days before that. So currently, yes, I have four horses here in training uh, along with all the rest of them. So uh, my barn is over full and uh, that's fine. So yeah, I've got a horse named TJ. And TJ was a racehorse that was owned by these super sweet people. And they donated him to Horse and Hound. And they donated him to Horse and Hound Rescue. And they're like, you know what? I think we want to adopt him. So they <laughs> sent him to me to see if he would be a good fit for them. And it's their horse. So they readopted him from Horse and Hound. And he just came here for 30 days of training. And then I've got a horse named Tank. And uh, bless him. Tank has some issues where Tank likes to, let's see. Uh, and thank God the owner told me this ahead of time. Here's what Tank does. Tank is an 11-year-old thoroughbred who bolts, bites, and rears and kicks. Oh. <laughs> so he's, it would have been easier to tell you. you what he doesn't do. <laughs> yeah, he's coming at you from every end. And so he's like a, a little, de you know, you go to send him out for the join up and he double barrels at you. I called Monty. I was like, uh, Debbie, can you? Can you ask your dad this question? What do I do here? And so we're we're working on his bolting, biting, rearing, and kicking. Uh, so all of those hopefully will be addressed in the next 30 days. He came here and I let him out on the concrete. He was in a pasture at his house and he's been off for about two years while the, the woman was finishing vet school. And so she, she brought him here to kind of get him restarted. But he's been trimmed by a, a barefoot trimmer. And when he came here, he had no hoof wall. Like, instead of 
a cup at the bottom of his hoof. It was like an upside down inverted cup. So he's walking around on his soles and his frog. And the lady, the owner had said, well, it was a friend of mine who's been trimming him. And I was like, okay, well, she's fired. Um, <laughs> so we got some shoes on him, got him comfortable. And now he's actually a lot better. So I'm hoping that a lot of the behaviors that he had were from the fact that his feet hurt. You couldn't see how lame he was when he's out in the pasture. But when I walked him across the concrete or in the arena, he was really uncomfortable. So hopefully we got that done. He got a chiropractic adjustment yesterday and he should be all good to go. Um, and we'll, we'll continue to see how he goes. And then I got two little fillies from horse and hound. One is four and one is five and they're both thoroughbred mares and they are adorable and sweet. And I had farm boy out yesterday and farm boy, if you remember, he's almost six, five and these are 15, two hand mares. <laughs> I saw oh the God. picture of him standing beside one of them. They, it looked like a pony, like a tiny pony. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I don't mind doing the first ride on them. I was like, I got to find something you can't hook your legs under. You know? <laughs> Once we get another big one, you can do the first ride. But right now, you, I, you would tip these guys over. So <laughs> so we uh, they're very sweet. I'm really excited to, to get them started. They've been, he was able, I did the first day and then he's he's getting pretty good. I'm, I'm really thrilled with how he's coming along, but he was able to get him out, do the join up, do the tacking, long line them and move them around around the arena and, and have successful. One of them gets a little bit nervous. You know, she's recently off the track and you put that bridle on and she's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh my God, chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> and so we're going to get her to where she's just bring you down a notch. But uh, if anybody can do it, it's, it's a farm boy, man. He's, he's got away with him. I'm, I'm, I feel like I won the lottery having that guy give me a call. So he's, uh, he's, he's doing still around is amazing. I actually officially, you know, when he called me, to get the job, well, to come out and learn, you know, he, his, his resume was, I've been breaking horses in Montana. And I was like, eh, I don't really do that. I don't, I don't think this is what you're looking for. And he was like, no, I, I know who Monty Roberts is. And for those who don't know, farm boy is a 20 year old OU student who called me on the phone, which was like the first thumbs up was he didn't Snapchat me. He actually <laughs> called me on the phone with his voice <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And I said, well, you can come out, but I can't pay you. And, uh, you know, people pay me to learn this stuff. So you're going to have to work. So he comes out and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, you can watch me work these horses and then you're going to go muck the stalls. So he watched me work the horses and he went and muck the stalls. And then he's like, I'll do, I'll do anything around. So Chad helped, had him help build a fence, you know, like, but, and so he's super hardworking. Chad's so happy to have somebody else. Oh, oh my God. Another boy. <laughs> yeah. He's so happy. He's like, that guy's great. Do we have another room in the house? No, he can't move in. Uh, but anyway, so he's, he's awesome. And so this past week, uh, you know, he's really, he pays attention. He watches everything and asks great questions. And it's funny. I, I, I had a filly come, uh, her owner brought her over and we put the first saddle and first ride on her. Uh, she was here about a week and, and I, you know, I belly her after getting the saddle on, we had to buck the bear rider. And then the next day I get on, you know, and he, and he he's holding on to her and he goes, I got to tell you, this is, this is a better way. <laughs> I was like, Oh, well, how do you guys, how did you do it? He's like, well, what we do. Time to we got the, hold the horse. You tied to the fence. I told you. <laughs> yeah. You throw the saddle on, you tighten the girth and you let them buck. Like you just let them run around the round pin and buck. And he was like, and then you, once they quit bucking, you catch them and you get on them 
and you ride the buck. <laughs> he was like, just ride the ride as they quit bucking. And I was like, yeah, no, yeah, I don't, I don't prefer to ride bucking horses. So I, I'm too old for that. Like, I think we should catch them, but you know, once they don't want to buck, like he was like, this is a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Probably breaks less bones this way too. Yeah, everybody's right? bones. <laughs> and they don't, you know, they don't wear helmets up there. No. They just get on the horses and yeehaw. And and you know, he's horrified that I make him wear a helmet, but that's just the way that it's going to work here, buddy. Um, but did he's, you get him one of those cool little Western helmets? Not yet, no. But <laughs> Christmas is coming. Get him one of those leather <laughs> helmets like I have that looks cool. Yeah, yeah, that's what we need to get. You have to, if y'all have good suggestions for hell hats, please let me know. Uh, <laughs> send me an email, jamie at horseradionetwork.com. You can but make him doing... one for Christmas. You can make him a yeah, hell hat. Yeah. Well, the other day I said, all right, Barrett, he's he, he he needs to fix something in his truck, right? So he's like, if you have any extra work around here, you know, I, I needed $1,000 to fix my truck. And I was like, all right, here's the deal. You go out there. I'm going to give you this horse. I've done this horse once. I was like, you go out there and you show me what you know. Do join up, long line attacking, all this stuff, because everything is very specific. I was like, you go out there, and if you're able to do it, you're hired. And he was like, okay. So he goes out there with the horse and almost perfect. I had to help him a couple of times, but I was like, you know what, buddy? You got a job. So Farm Boy officially works here. <laughs> Yay, I have another assistant. He's fantastic. And now he's, he's just... earning waitress wages at about $2 an hour. But that's Oh, I was <laughs> like, I can't pay you much, but you're learning. So yeah, you know, 20 bucks a day, buddy. Here that's what go. happens when you work at a farm. <laughs> exactly. You're not making a lot of money, but you're making something, you know, and you were just standing around learning. And he's, like I said, he's just happy to learn. And he loves it. He came out yesterday. And like, I had to go pick up Lucas from school and I had the farrier and he, I'll hold him. I ain't got anything to do till dark. Oh, uh, okay. So do <laughs> cool. you, do we, we can't call a six foot five cowboy, uh, a barn rat, right? We have, need a new name for that. He's farm boy. Yeah. We just that's, go with farm boy. Yeah. Cause the barn rats were always teenage girls. I don't, I don't see it. it yeah. Is, I don't feel like he's, yeah. he's, he's past, he's past a, a, a barn rat age because yeah. he actually wants to work so he's he's farm boy you know not just hang out and like text and brush ponies like he actually really likes it and likes to work and he's not afraid of anything so he's 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 farm boy and that's what we'll call him on the show because i don't have permission to say his name but you know <laughs> there you go that's what it is but anyway lots of horses lots of stuff to do and it's totally raining today so <sighs> well state line is our title sponsor on wednesdays and they wanted me to let you know that they're going to be at Equine Affair, which apparently is coming up on the 11th through the 14th. And I know there's actually, well, we found out on Monday that there's a meetup for auditors at Equine Affair. So if you're an auditor that's going to be going to Equine Affair, check the auditor Facebook page because I know there was a post about that. If you need to, just search for uh, Equine Affair on the auditor Facebook page and you'll see when the meetup is. Uh, I think there was six or eight or ten people signed up. So I'm so happy when they all get together like that. Also, Stateline Tax has some amazing sales going on this week. 4-H products up to 50% off, horse halters, sheets, and saddle pads, as well as garment bags, totes, and more, plus 40% off certain Amigo turnout sheets and muck boots up to 40% off as well. Now, their contest is over, but they wanted me to let you know that they're doing, I win? They're doing a program that's called 
called, um, let me go back, Cover Your Horse, Comfort Another. They didn't say your name. I didn't hear your name as far as the winning. Let me check so, my email. Okay. Uh, they're doing a program called Cover Your Horse, Comfort Another. When you purchase select Weatherbeta Comfortech Ultra and Comfortech Premier Turnout Blankets, Stateline Tech, together with Weatherbeta, will donate a Weatherbeta Comfortech Classic Blanket valued at $100 to the, a horse rescue charity. So, and the charity is a home for every horse. So, uh, they're donating a bunch of blankets right now. It's so cool that they're doing this for horses that need it. Uh, and so if you go to statelinetech.com today, you'll see all the details about that too. So by just buying a blanket you need anyway, you're giving a blanket to a home for every horse. Thank you to Stateline Tech for continuing their sponsorship of Horses in the Morning. This health segment is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, and I am thrilled to welcome Christine Hajak from Operation Geld. Hi, Christine. Hi, how are you guys today? Fantastic. First of all, where are we talking to you from? Uh, you are speaking to us. We are in Mount Airy, Maryland, which is a tiny, dinky little town right in the center of Maryland. Okay, fantastic. Uh, well, Christine... Tell us about Operation Geld. By the way, this probably just the name of it makes me so happy. So I'm assuming this is this is we're going to get some horses gelded in Maryland. <laughs> yes, it is. So the Geld, the G-E-L-D is gelding equals less death. And the reason for Operation Geld was we wanted to reach out and stop unwanted or unplanned breeding of horses in Maryland. Obviously, you know, our quality horse breeders need to keep breeding horses so that we have horses for our next upcoming riders and generations. But we're trying to end the breeding of, you know, kind of the unplanned grade horses. Um, and those are typically our horses that end up kind of glutting the auction circuit. Breed the best of the best to get the best is what I've always said. And and I think that you guys are on the right track to to stop that. Just, you know, I got a horse in my yard. I'm looking for a, looking for a, a stallion to breed to it. <laughs> like, no, 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 don't do that. Um, so how are, how is Operation Geld going to happen? How does it work? So we wanted to take a little bit of a different approach. Maryland has had a couple um, kind of tries from different organizations at gelding programs. And a lot of them required people to be able to load their horse on a trailer and haul it to a central location. And Maryland is a tiny state, but it's still, I mean, it's still four plus hours end to end. And, you know, a lot of the people that we're trying to reach, they might not have a truck and trailer. They might not be able to take an entire day off of work to get their horse to this gelding clinic. Um, they might not even have the gas money to make it to that clinic. So we wanted to start a program that was a certificate program where the people could use this certificate with their own vet in their own home and not have to go anywhere. So you guys were started, it was started by Gentle Giants Draft Horse Rescue, which is an awesome organization. And who starts this program as far as like seeing the need and facilitating the need? So Gentle Giants started the program after we assisted with a program that uh, was attempted through Maryland Fund for Horses, which we're also, Gentle Giants is a big supporter of. Um, and we kind of felt like that program felt a little flat because it did require people to haul in. So we tried to look at the situation from the other way. 
We also found that the type of owner that we needed to reach was really hard to reach because typically someone who's going to be backyard breeding, they're not going to be involved in any breed clubs. They're not going to be showing on any type of organized show circuit. They're kind of more hobby owners and they're really hard to reach. So we came up with an idea that we could reach them through their veterinarians. So the interesting thing with Operation Geld is there is no application. Basically, we contacted every veterinarian in the state and we let them know about the program and told them that if they had a client that they felt was not gelding a horse because they couldn't afford to, that Operation Geld would pay for the gelding, no questions asked. And we trust our state equine vets to to use their discretion. They know who needs help and who doesn't because they're working with these clients every day. And we've seen a wonderful response. Oh, my gosh. This is fantastic. So the vet goes, you know what? I can't geld your horse. So how does the vet get paid for it? So um, the vet has a couple. They have a couple choices. They can fill out a little form online that just says that they gelded this horse at this client's house um, on whatever date and um, they submit the invoice to us and we pay the check directly to the vet clinic and they get paid within seven days. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. There's no application process, so they don't have to worry about it ever being declined. Gotcha. So, so where is actually the money coming from? So the money is coming from General Giants Draft Horse Rescue. We set aside a little fund that we wanted to use specifically for this program. And we have a couple donors who this is kind of a sweetheart issue of theirs. So when they donate their money, they can earmark it to go specifically to Operation Gallup. God, we need one of these in every state. Right? This is amazing. And uh, oh, I also am stuck over on General Giants Draft Horse Rescue.org, which I may have donated to in the past, by the way. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, but I, I am, uh, I'm stuck on looking at, because I'm a draft horse sucker. I've had Percherons and I love draft horses. Uh, and I'm, uh, I remember seeing the story of Cena, who was, uh, was recent, right? That where, where the, the thing, uh, the halter was embedded in her head and all that stuff. Yes, actually, Zena is just coming out of quarantine, I think, tomorrow. So, yeah, she's only been with us about a month. I know a lot of you, you saw that story where the halter was embedded in her head. She And you recognize her because she has this really white face, um, a black Percheron and a really white face. Or I think it's Percheron, anyway. It looks like Percheron. Um, she's actually, she's a Clydesdale. Is she really? Yeah, she's a black Clydesdale. Yeah, she looks more Percheroni in the in the picture, but yeah. So I'm so glad to see that she's she's out there eating grass, doing well, huh? Yeah, she is doing well. She's going to be a long term project. Um, you know, she's kind of a, a symptom of you know horses that get trapped on the auction circuit. She's a really really nice horse. Um, I think she kind of fell into the wrong hands. Uh, she definitely when she was in, she was only imported in the U.S. in June. But she's really run the auction circuit until she landed in our arms because she made her way, I guess, all the way from being imported into Michigan um, to ending up at an auction in Maryland where we were able to get her from. And, um, you know, she's unhandled and not halter broke and 14 years old. And she's a very, very big girl and she's very frightened. Um, And that's a lot of horse to handle for most people. So I think, uh, 
you know, she probably got tossed through the auction circuit because she is very beautiful and really appealing. And then people would get her home and be like, oh, my God, you know, I, I, I can't touch her. I can't handle her. Like she had a halter on, obviously somebody put it on and they put it up really, really tight. And then, um, it was quite a process to get her hands on her and get her sedated enough that we could actually get that halter off. So when you say she was imported from where? Oh, I'm sorry. She came from Canada. Oh, um, she gotcha. was imported and she had been a broodmare in Canada, probably, um, the PMU uh, system. Facility. Um, there really isn't much PMU left in Canada. Um, but there are large breeding farms where, um, the horses aren't handled, you know, day to day. Um, they're basically wild stock and, Mm -hmm. and just bred and bred and bred. Um, so she came from one of those types of breeders that breed many horses a year. Um, but you know, very unhandled. Christine, Jamie works with a rescue in Oklahoma and works with her horses, getting them ready for adoption. Jamie, now imagine if those horses are 18 hands and weigh about a ton. Oh, my God. (laughs) First of all, how do you guys have any extra money to put into Operation Geld when you have to feed 9 million giraffe horses? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're we're really, really super lucky that we have a, a very generous and lovely network of donors all across the country. Um, we're also super lucky that most draft horses really do stay fat on air. <laughs> um, I'm always amazed when we get rescued horses in that are very, very thin because, wow, you have to work really hard to, mm-hmm. to get a draft horse to be that thin. Um, but yeah, it takes an army. Uh, we're very fortunate. We have a donor base of about 35,000 people, um, all giving it relatively small amounts. But, you know, when we have lots and lots of people who are giving, you know, 25 or $50 a month, it all adds up and teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, my gosh. I need I, Tabasco. I, you know, one of the reasons I really like. Li- to my house. Oh, <laughs> Jamie, so one of the reasons I oh really God, like, I like this organization, too, is like the one you work with out there. They're very, very honest about the horses. Like, if you read the descriptions, you're going to see this horse is, is not going anywhere for a while because of this. Or this horse needs exactly this. And even their search on the horses, you tell what level rider you are, and it's only going to bring up the horses that, that fit your level. So I love the fact there's a lot of rescues that will just put these horses out to anybody. And I love the fact that, like Jamie's organization, you don't do that. Yeah, we try really, really hard. You know, our goal is every time we have an adoption, our goal is to make a pairing that is going to be an absolute love connection and that that adopter is going to be happy with that horse for life. Um, Granted, not I mean, I do think every one of our adopters enters into the agreement believing they're going to have that horse for life. That doesn't always happen. And we take back any of our horses at any time for any reason, but we really are looking to make that incredible match. Um, So it is really important to us. And a lot of our horses, you know, every, you know, they are gentle giants, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that all of our horses are safe for anyone because some of them are not. Some of them are rather athletic or very sensitive or very responsive and uh, require a rider of the same level. I think you need to go outside and give Queenie a big smooch on the nose for me and give her a little bit of uh, mashed pellets for me. Oh, bless her heart. Oh, my God. See, rabbit hole. Of, now I need a draft horse. Yeah, Thanks, I've Queenie. been going through them one at a time here, too. 
I'm distracted. And you have a lot of the seniors, and I love the fact that you'll take them in, too. And I guess they, if you don't find a home for the seniors, by the way, the adoption fee on some of these seniors is a dollar. So, um, yeah, but they're, they're pasture ornaments, and uh, there's some of them are so good looking. By the way, uh, I just donated. So I did that while we were talking. Thank you. So, uh, because you guys you do guys such great work. You guys would be surprised. We place a ton of senior companion only really horses. Good. We do not have any trouble finding homes for them. Yay! I'm so this okay. whole yeah. day is making me so happy. Klondike <laughs> yeah, is mine. It's a, I mean Klondike. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very common situation to find somebody where um, typically the wife is the very active and engaged rider, and they need a companion for their horse, and the husband doesn't really want to ride, but the husband's super interested in having a really really cool, awesome, huge draft horse. <laughs> and so that makes a fabulous pairing. You get a great companion. Husband has a horse he thinks is really awesome. Um, you know, maybe he can get on it and ride it around. And a lot of our seniors are are great, you know, beginner horses that you can just get on and plot around and they'll take care of you and you don't have to know what you're doing. See, Christine, they'll, they're like, we got you. When we'll I married into this horse thing 30 years ago, that's what my wife did because I wasn't really interested in the horses. I ended up building fence and getting you know, tired of doing all the chores. And then she said, oh, there's this auction of Percherons. And I, I didn't know even know what a Percheron was. But then I went there and saw these big horses and how cool they were. And she bought one. And that's what suckered me in right there. It's just... Yep. It's a gateway drug. <laughs> it is. For So all you women out there are thinking, how can I get my husband interested? You just got to get him a one-ton beast, and oh then they'll God. be interested. Oh, my God. My husband would ride Klondike. Like, <laughs> his only goal when he rides with me is to be taller than me, and I need a draft horse. <laughs> there you go. That solves the problem. We got to yep, go. Okay. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, and you guys are doing great work. And the fact that you set this operation up, if somebody's interested in doing this in a different state— and sending it up the way you have. Can they contact you? Absolutely. All We'd right. love to help people get this going in other states. That's fantastic. Christine, it's been a joy. We really, uh, and when we get to Maryland, we were up there. We, on our road show this year, we stayed near Mount Area. I was probably five miles from your place. I should have well, come you over. Missed out. Oh, oh, org is the website. And if you want to go meet these draft horses, it's gentlegiantsdrafthorserescue.org. And uh, I'm going to bookmark this one and show it to the husband when he gets home. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, next time you guys have to come out and see us and report live. Oh, Jennifer, my wife is never going to let me come out because I will go home with three. So (laughs) she will never let me. (laughs) Thanks, Christine. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Well, that's oh fantastic. Aren't they? Some of them are so cute too. But they're very honest on the on the site. You read the descriptions; it says this one will bite and kick you. You don't until we work with this uh, one. So. Really, I haven't seen any of those yet. This will hurt you. Watch out, <laughs> uh, gentle giants. Love the gentle giants. <sighs> someday I'll have another percher on. So uh, we we are of course brought to you by Daily Dose. And here I am again, joined by Janet Geyer, who is the mad scientist behind Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds. And we're going to talk a little bit about roasting your horse's horse feed. That's right. The the ingredients that are non-GMO verified in the Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds sometimes are roasted. And I'm sure there's a reason for that. So, Janet, inform me. Well, thank you very much, Jen. Um, The reason that we flame roast is really twofold. 
One of them is uh, basically to increase digestibility because once you roast, it opens up the kernels and allows the product to be a whole lot more digestible so you actually get more for your money. The second reason is is that grain usually sits in a silo for a long period of time. And during this period of time, you have little creatures in there, you have little mice, you have insects, you have birds, you have droppings, you have bacteria and mold growing. And if it sits for a really long period of time in a humid environment, it can really grow a lot of mold. So by roasting it, you're actually killing off the mold and uh, killing off the bacteria and making a cleaner product. Does that change the moisture content or do you add moisture back into it again? Well, it actually lowers the moisture content and we use this actually as a natural preservative. So moisture creates mold and bacteria to grow. If you don't have any of the spores there to grow, uh, you're not going to have any mold and bacteria. And by keeping the moisture low, uh, it's a natural preservative. So we don't have to add anything, no chemical uh, mold inhibitors in there. I like that idea a whole lot. So if you want to learn more about the Daily Dose Equine non-GMO verified horse feeds, you can do that at dailydoseequine.com. And you can also find a local retailer to purchase your feed, or you can go to chewy.com and order your horse feed for fast and convenient nationwide delivery. Thanks, Janet. Well, Jamie and I are so happy to welcome a brand new sponsor onto Horse Radio Network and Horses in the Morning, and that company is called American Harvest. And we have John on with us, who is the co-founder of American Harvest, and he also has a special guest coming on who we'll introduce in a minute here. Uh, Good morning, John. Good morning, Glenn. How are you today? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, tell us about American Harvest. What is American Harvest? So we are a Montana-based company, and uh, we manufacture and distribute hemp and CBD products across the U.S. Uh, We are located in Sydney, Montana, where we operate a 33-acre hemp campus and where we have invested a significant amount of capital in hemp infrastructure so that we could produce natural hemp and CBD products. Um, Now, most all of our products uh, promote sustainability and healthy alternatives for humans, animals, and the environment. And was it always a plan to have horses in that mix? Yeah, so we felt uh, the horse industry, especially for horses, uh, the horses have endocannabinoid systems that are very similar to humans. So we have a human line, and we felt there was a good need here uh, for uh, CBD products for horses. And uh, we've worked with Darren over the last two years. Darren who's a trainer, as well as Dr. Robert Silver, who's our uh, veterinarian, to produce some of these products that provide multitude of benefits to horses. And uh, we are now launching that across the country. And you worked with another company. We're going to bring we're going to bring Darren on here in just a second to talk about that. But you also worked with another company. It's a company that actually, to be honest, if it wasn't for Dr. Lyons and for Alltech, Horse Radio Network wouldn't exist today. Um, that's a long story for another day. But uh, you worked with Alltech on this, and everybody will recognize that name who was around during the World Equestrian Games in 2010. So tell us how that came about. So we've been working, and we've actually partnered with Hubbard Feeds, which is a 
a subsidiary of Alltech, uh, and uh, we have developed this equine hemp pellet. Uh, we've done that uh, with their manufacturing team as well as ours and put together a product that uh, provides many of the benefits that would be preventative, uh, for example. Uh, some of these benefits uh, include uh, you know, faster recovery from performance activities, um, a feeling of relief, for example, from inflammation and pain, a sense of calmness for the horse, and ease of digestion. So all of these, uh, you know, I want to say benefits for horses, uh, we kind of felt we needed to provide and produce a natural product, and we partnered with Hubbard Feeds to do that. So uh, we've got a lot of science behind it. We've got uh, our product that is now being sold on the Alltech store. So you could actually go on to store.alltech.com and go to the equine section there and order our products, and they would be delivered to your door. So that partnership uh, has been very strong for us. And uh, we've taken the last two years, uh, a lot of research and development, and put both of our experts together to produce this wonderful product. Is this the first? Now, you know, we've talked about CBD before, but most of the time it was pretty much in a liquid form, right? And you put it on their feed or however, however you give it to them. So is this the first pelleted form of this? Well, this is the first, I want to say this is the first pelleted form, but this is the first natural pelleted form that we know about on the market. So what we did was take a whole natural, think of this as a natural hemp plant. And uh, we formulated that natural hemp plant into a finished pellet. Now, this contains all the benefits from uh, the hemp plant. Uh, They include, you know, hemp plant has over 100 cannabinoids. And CBD is just one of them. Uh, our product has CBDA, which is the acidic form of CBD, and it's in purest form um, and doesn't contain any THC, so which is really important for horse owners. And uh, we've been able to formulate that as a natural product um, in our equine hemp pellet. So, so my pony's not going to get high know, is what you're saying eating it. Uh, my pony's I'm not. Sorry? My pony's not going to get high eating it. Is what you're saying? No, you're yeah. not going to get. Okay. The pony's not going to. He would high like that. Actually, he's a hackney pony. He'd probably like to get high eating it. To be honest. Um, so, uh, let's bring let's bring Darren into this now. Darren, you were you're going to bring the uh, the good accent into this conversation. Um, so uh, you you were jockey in Ireland. I was a jockey in Ireland and the UK. Yep. And then you moved here in 2014, somewhere around there. I moved to uh, the States in 2014, correct, yep. Are you still in the thoroughbred world? I am. So so what do you do now? What do you do here? I break and train uh, yearlings down here in Ocala, Florida, um, to, to resell as two-year-olds. Um, so you're working with so the babies? That's what I do now. Yeah? Yep. So yeah, babies. How have you worked CBD into your uh, uh, program? Well, basically, like John said, um, I contacted him two years ago to see if he would be interested in developing a a product like this. And thankfully, John jumped on board. um, And it's it's gone from strength to strength, really. But how I how I've incorporated it into to my training regime is obviously I'm dealing with um, extremely young horses that are going to be doing a lot of things for the very first time, and it's uh, it can be a stressful situation. Or even the quietest horse. Um, so 
a lot of uh, a lot of the industry just goes straight to pharmaceuticals when a horse is getting too, you know, rambunctious or high or he's not handling the stress. And I just felt like there was a there was a, a safer, better natural way to, to to go about getting that same calming effect. And CBD has worked wonders in 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 that regard, where it'll not dull a horse, it'll it'll not you know knock him out or make him sleepy. It'll just make bring his heart rate down to normal keep it there you know and instead of him reacting to what i'm trying to do they respond so it's it, it, it almost shuts off that flight instinct and do you so it's very helpful you use the pelleted form then i do yeah and i've used uh, i've used other pelleted forms and like john said his product uh contains cbda which from what i've heard from dr silver is can be 10 times stronger than CBD isolate or CBD extract. Um, so it's very effective uh, in, in what it does. Huh. Now, you know, the question, there is always a question that comes up, and that is, does this test? So for the people doing showing, you know, jumping or dressage or wh- whatever showing they're doing, uh, we always get the question, will this test if they do drug tests on the horse? Um, uh, I would suggest people in that situation would would uh, contact the association where they're where they're competing. I know some places CBD is illegal and some places it is not. So it's basically whatever whatever region or or association you're showing with or under, you would have to figure out with them, consult with them to see if they actually do test for it. And if they don't, I don't see what any reason why you wouldn't use it. And if they do, I believe there is a withdrawal period. Right. That's now, what I, I, have a, I have a question for Darren. Darren, I know you've spent some time with Monty Roberts. I'm one of his certified instructors. And I start a lot of off-the-track thoroughbreds. So when they're done racing, they come to me to be restarted. But I do have some horses, like I have one right now, who is psychotically attached to mares and he's a gelding. He was gelded at like a year old and he's five. So he should have no testosterone left, but he loves the mares and it's so distracting for him. Would that type of situation would the CBD be good for behaviors like that as well? Yes. I see a lot of, um, a lot of horses like that that are herd bound or, you know, even some horses with, with some stall vices. Um, and I've seen them turn, turn 180 from when I start administering the CBD to, you know, seven, 10 days later, that, that bad habit or vice is dramatically reduced or even disappeared. So seven to 10 days, you start to see the change. You'll start to see the change big time. Yeah. Can wow. I just say that that problem's not exclusive to horses? Um, just throwing that. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that out. Yes, yeah, so well, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to my vet about it yesterday, and I was like, "Why is he so crazy about the marriage?" She goes, "Why are some men assholes?" <laughs> I was like, okay. But yeah, human line too. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, John, I understand we're doing a giveaway. We are. Um, so we have a, a giveaway, a 90-day free supply. Uh, we're going to select a winner. Um, you can go on to our website uh, at www.ahihemp.com, enter your details, and uh, we're going to have a lucky winner announced in, uh, on, in the first part of January uh, for uh, a 90-day supply. So uh, check us out there. 
and we're also available now at your Hubbard local uh, local Hubbard dealer. So ask for our product at uh, any of the dealers that you might be buying other feed products from, and uh, hope you enjoy our product. And I know we can they can get it if they're online, like our people are spread out all across the country and the world, for that matter. But they can get it at the Alltech store too, uh, if you needed to have it shipped. And you, I didn't. I want to clarify something I said. You can also get the American Harvest in in oil firm uh, form and extract, correct? And not just the pellets. That's correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so we have a full line of products. You could uh, you could buy these uh, products, CBD products, in oil form, and we also have uh, also products for humans and uh, and so horse owners as well as their pets. So you know you may have a dog that uh, is uh, has similar type of uh, ailments, and uh, you know CBD is. Uh, known to provide benefits for all of us, uh, humans, pets, as well as horses. Can you send some to Jamie for that horse, but also include a little bit for her, because she has <laughs> moments, too, that I'm really worried about. So uh, I'd, be, I'm I'd be very happy. Oh, good, good, that, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make my life easier if you do that. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks. All right, well, let me let me jump <laughs> yeah. in here real quick, because I, I, I'm talking to Darren, and I looked him up online because he says he's worked with Monty. And I'm like, God, I know that guy. I know that guy. How do I know that guy? Darren, you've been a rider at Monty's while I was in school there. You rode all the babies and the racehorses. Correct. Yes. Do you we remember her? Like... What a pain in the ass she was, I Darren? Guess. Do you remember what a pain <laughs> I'm, she I'm was? I'm not going to say that. Okay. <laughs> she wasn't a pain in my backside anyway. Oh, good, and, good, good. <laughs> Darren, thank you guys. Thank you so much for being on. I'm like, God, it's just been driving me crazy. So I just messaged Debbie. I'm like... Why do I know Darren? He was a writer. I'm like, duh. Okay. I knew I knew him. (laughs) That's crazy. Thank you both. And thank you for becoming part of the Horse Radio Network. We appreciate it. For that link to win the 90-day free supply, we'll post the link in our show notes. So you'll find it right there on your podcast player. Just click the link, go over there, and sign up. We'll we'll draw a winner the beginning of January. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to have those guys on board. That was actually a fun interview, and we appreciate them. They're going to be uh, sponsoring several of our shows. And, uh, you know, I was most excited when I heard about the Alltech Connection. And those of you that are familiar with the industry know Alltech does some good work over there in Lexington. We've been to their offices. And Dr. Lyons, who's no longer with us, sadly, uh, was the one that founded Alltech. And, of course, some of you might know it by AL8. Uh, you might know Alltech by their their uh, alcohol division. Uh, Wait, AL8 is not alcohol. Is they, are they associated with AL8-1, a late one, the drink in Kentucky? Correct, yes. That's not alcoholic, but it sure goes good with vodka. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. They I mean, also do I've bourbon, heard. and uh, Town Branch <laughs> is their bourbon company. But uh, having having Alltech attached to that definitely adds a yes, high level of it legitimacy. Does. It does. And, you know, I have a fun spot for them because Dr. Lyons actually did help us uh, when we first got started develop some credibility. He liked us as Horse Radio Network. And without him, I'm not even sure we would be here today because uh, he really was a supporter, not financially, but in another way, you know, saying, hey, look, I like these guys. I like what they're doing. And he was an innovator. So podcasts weren't big back then. And he was like, I think this is going to be the next wave in the future. So he believed in us. And uh, thank you to Dr. Lyons and everybody at Alltech. We still have friends there. So we appreciate that this company's working with them. And now it's time. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News. Um, so... <laughs> 
I'm just reading the first story. It's so bizarre. But anyway, these are weird news stories. Yes, that you guys have been sending to me. All you have to do is if you see a news story and you're like, wow, that's weird. Like this first one. Um, You see that and you go, you know what? I'm going to send this link to Jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the subject line. We'll get you in these. Okay. We've got weird. We've got cute and we've got super creepy. So let's start with weird. All right. So this became international news, a story coming out of Peoria, Illinois. And those listeners in Illinois probably know what I'm going to talk about because there's a bar in central Illinois and it's a family owned kind of place. It's called Jimmy's bar. And, uh, they have a mascot inside Jimmy's bar and it's a giant Elvis Presley bust, like his like shoulders and face, like a big metal Elvis Presley bust that uh, the daughter of Jimmy, Jimmy's daughter had found at a garage sale like 15 years ago. So they put him in the bar. They put beads on his neck, you know, like they got the whole thing. And anyway, Elvis was stolen last couple weeks ago, stolen Glenn. And the fact that Elvis was stolen from Jimmy's bar Went widespread international <laughs> news that somebody stole Elvis from Jimmy's pub. And gosh, they went all out on social media, all this. Well, I am pleased to report that last Thursday, when Jimmy showed up for work, Elvis was sitting on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> The drunk guy returned Elvis. He's like, man, I'm going to get in trouble and can't have anybody over at my house anymore. Yeah, because it went so crazy viral and international, Elvis has been Elvis returned. is back. Elvis has returned to the building, people. Oh, that I'm was so, so glad good. I'm so glad to hear that. That was Jeez. the best. We, we lost him once before. We don't need to lose him again. Elvis left the building and he's returned. Next story. Okay, we're going to go to... The Sunshine Coast in Queensland. And do you know do you know what the possums are like in Queensland, Glenn? They're no. not they're not like Australian possums are not like our possums. Okay. They're actually really cute. They're called brush-tailed possums. And they look like almost like little red pandas. I'm sure people that live in Australia don't agree with that, but I think they're adorable. Well, they don't like and- kangaroos either, so they're sad. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I just want to give one a hug, but it would punch me. Uh, so anyway, th- there was a one of the cute little possums was on the beach, and it was getting attacked by magpies. Okay, because everything in Australia wants to kill you. The birds were killing this. Can poor I just little say possum. that Australia makes Florida look mild? It really does. I thought Arizona was bad, and then I read stories about Australia, and he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, you guys are tougher." Uh, so these people were walking to the beach, and they saw that this possum was being attacked by magpies, and so they were like, "Let's save the possum!" And they ran over there, like, "Shoot, birds! Shoot, birds!" Well, the possum was so freaked out, it leapt onto the woman oh, under her dress, and then it was. What was cute turned into sheer terror. <laughs> so it, it, it was scratching and clawing her legs because it was like holding on for dear life. Save me from the birds. And uh, yes, she did save it from the birds. Uh, it was, she was able to get it off of her. I guess somebody came up, by the way, this is all on video. I bet it is. <laughs> uh, so you can see all this. It's from daily mail UK. Uh, but she did saw, say that she saw it later in the tree and it was safe.
safe and sound up in the tree. But yes, you can go Daily Mail and look at the possum ambushed by magpies and then jumped onto Janelle Peterson's dress. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a news story? That's weird. Can, can uh, We have a lot of Australian listeners. Can you please explain to us how any of you are still alive with everything that's trying <laughs> to kill you down there? <laughs> Just saying. Okay, this one's this one's super creepy. Um, so this is a story, and I'm looking for the text here. Victoria, sorry, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you guys who sent me all the weird news stories. Let me find my list here. I wrote it down. All right. Oh man. Well, all of you. Oh, here we go. Anna, Alicia. No, that was last week. I don't know. I got so many dang <laughs> post-it notes around here. Thank you for who, who, whoever sent those stories. Well, this one was sent to me, and this is in Ipswich. Where is Ipswich, Glenn? I lived in Ipswich, Massachusetts. Okay, so... And there's an Ipswich, England. Are we sure which... I believe we're going Massachusetts. Okay, okay so um, this this woman, her name is Alicia Rand- Alice Randall, and um, she kept hearing at night for hours repeated... And it was terrifying people that lived on the outskirts of Ipswich. And it was a song that would start playing in the middle of the night. And it was sung by a small child. And the song was, It's raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring. And this would happen throughout the night, Glenn. Everybody could hear it. Nobody knew where it was coming from. Why were they hearing this child sing in the middle of the night? Especially creepy when you heard it sung by a child. And that's it. People were tired of being haunted by the child singing this creepy nursery rhyme. So they called the police. We need, oh, it's, you know what? I think this is England because it's the Ipswich borough is who had, was called to investigate. So they start investigating and they can't find where the song comes from. And they, they started hearing him in 2017 and they started speaking to the paper in 2018 plagued by this nursery rhyme for year, over a year. And it's still going on. The woman who reported it, she said she could hear it all times of the night, 1am, 2am, 4am sporadic. Sometimes it would play once other times it was over and over again. Last week it played for hours it's raining, it's pouring. They said it's very haunting. People have said it's like something out of Freddy Krueger is the quote. <laughs> Sung by a lung. Okay, so what the hell was it? A magpie with a with a boombox? <laughs> with a possum on his yeah, shoulder? Yeah. Um, so apparently... Officials finally, after years, tracked the noise to a nearby Farthing Road industrial estate. Okay. So they find the noise, they follow it. Apparently, the sound is supposed to act as a deterrent for opportunistic thieves. They said they come onto our property and it's designed to only be heard by people on our private land. Apparently, it was well turned up. So, like, imagine this, like, this criminal goes and he's like, I'm going to break into there. And he crosses this certain line and all of a sudden he hears, it's raining, <laughs> it's pouring. Oh my God, would you not run? So that was the whole point. Turns out they didn't know how loud it was, number one. And number two, the motion alarm was being triggered by spiders <laughs> walking across. <laughs> Apparently the spiders had for years like had a kind of like area around the trigger that they were building nests. And every time they would walk across it, 
it's raining, <laughs> it's pouring. And it was broadcasting like to the whole west side of Ipswich. <laughs> so they're <laughs> freaking out. They have finally figured it out. The, the police said, we have spoken to the resident who brought it to our attention and it has been adjusted. So this should not happen again. <laughs> it's raining, it's pouring. The, oh my God, that's so creepy. I would definitely not break into that guy's place. There's lyrics to this. Did you ever sing the lyrics? The lyrics are it's raining and pouring, the old man is snoring. It's pouring, the old man is snoring. He went to bed and bumped his head and couldn't get up in the morning. (laughs) But it wasn't like that, Glenn, because that would fun. (laughs) Doesn't that remind you of the movie The Sixth Sense? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. By the way, Anna, Abby, Rochelle, Lorene, and Victoria. Boom. I found my post-it note. You should see my desk. It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we run out of time, so I can't piss Jamie. Oh, we'll do it in the post-show. I had this list to do on Crappy List Wednesday, and she hates when I do this list every week, so I was going to do it anyway. Uh, it's the 2021 Toy Hall of Fame finalists. We get to do it in the post-show. Coming right up, because this just makes her mad every year. We're going to be back here to, well, actually, tomorrow we're dark, and then Jamie will be here with Wendy on Friday, uh, co-hosting, because I'm going to be off uh, off doing PodFest. Uh, and I will say that Jill has agreed, uh, of course, that's our cook, our cow, cowgirl cook, cowgirl in the kitchen, Jill, has agreed to come on with us once a month now and do recipes. So she's coming on on a Friday, and she's going to do a side dish for Thanksgiving. So that's going to be on Friday. Good show. We had some really good guests today. They were all you good. You played the sounder for the post show. I didn't. I didn't play it today. I okay. couldn't find it right away, <laughs> so I did play it. But yeah, we had good guests today. Uh, so I have the list that you love so much every year. Yeah. So these are the 2021 Toy Hall of Fame finalists. Now, now these finalists, these have not been inducted no. in. Usually, like, we'll have some really cool toys, and they don't win because, like, pickup sticks got in or something stupid. Well, we'll know, and I think the end of November is when we they make they tell us who won. So are you ready? Now, some of these I've heard of, and some I haven't ever heard of. So, American Girl Dolls. Yeah. Uh, yep, those are popular. Did you ever Still. play with American Girl Dolls? No, no, no I, I, was, so. I was I was patch kid age. Yeah, that's a Bri- you're a Briar kid, not an American Girl yep. kid, doll kid. I, I, they must be popular. I don't know. Um, Battleship. Now, my brothers and I used to play Battleship all the time. Um, mm-hmm. We used to play that all the time. They still sell Battleship. They do. And ask me how I know, because those stupid little red and white pieces <laughs> are all over the house the carpet <laughs> and on the floor and in the bed sheets. And it's a really, really frustrating, stupid battleship. <laughs> Is that your battleship, mom? Shut up, kid. <laughs> billiards. Are you shocked billiards aren't? Pool is not in there. Give me a break. Why That's not a toy in? Hall of Fame toy. It is a That's toy. A, it's a game. It's a drinking game. It's a drinking game. This is another one I'm shocked, although I think they've been nominated before because I think we've talked about them before as Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Were they I popular like for like a should... year? Was it a year? Did they have a whole year? 
Cabbage oh, patch God. Kid. Glenn, uh, let me tell you. I was like four and I got my first Cabbage Patch Kid doll. I had two. Um, one was named Gwendolyn Golden and the other was Dolores Diane. And I had my two Cabbage Patch Kids. And in North Georgia, there's Cabbage Patch like world that you could go to and walk around the Cabbage Patch like the cabbage patches where the kids are born. And I legit thought that there was a place that these <laughs> stupid toys were born. And all I wanted to do in life, Glenn was go to cabbage patch kid land and go and see these babies come out of the cabbages. And my parents never took me <laughs> never. I'm still pissed about it. Do you know that was in 1983 was the yeah, must have the- holiday toy of cabbage patch kids, 1983. It's been around Why for do 40 years. Why do I remember that? And by the way, I love this. It says it paved the way for later holiday crazes like Tickle Me Elmo, Beanie Babies, and Furby. I think we still have a Furby in a box someplace. I wonder if he still works. Uh, Fisher Price Corn Popper. That Hold was- on. Babyland was with the Cabbage Patch Kids was a trip to Babyland General Hospital in North Georgia conjures up nostalgia not met by many other collectors. They're still there. I can still you go. You can still it. go. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, there was the Fisher Course uh, Fisher Price Corn Popper, which apparently came out in 1957, which I've heard of the oven. I don't know about the corn popper. Uh Mahjong. The game? Uh, the corn popper is the most annoying kid thing ever. It just makes lots of noise. It's oh, stupid. Okay. Uh, Mahjong, which is a, the game that came from like the 18th century in China. Um, that is a drinking Asian drinking game right there <laughs> on the play on your phone. Masters of the Universe action figures. So I think you had to be really in the nerd crowd to get those. Uh, <gasps> My brothers had he Nerd crowd? Shira. And then, you know, it was, the I can't remember the skull face guy. That was also 1983, by the way. That, that, yeah, yeah, it's because this is like the year, the 80s is like it for me. And apparently they made everything from toothbrushes to sleeping bags with the it was like It was like the marvel of our time. Yeah, you know? it was actually. Yeah, you're right. Uh, pinata. By the power of Grayskull, <laughs> I am He-Man. You won't remember this. You won't remember this, but I, when I was down visiting with Jemmy and her son, who was eight, I made him watch Ultraman, which was like high tech for when I, the late 1960s. And let me tell you, it does not hold up. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't communicate. Does it just continue? It looks pretty bad. Uh, so, uh, Pinata, the Pinata is in there in the nomination this year. Risk I used to play Risk all the time. Lucas and Chad play Risk. Yeah. Because my was, husband's a nerd. That was started in 1959. Do you know what else my husband is playing with my son? What? If I would have known he did this, I don't know if I would have married him. He is playing Dungeons and Dragons with my son and teaching him how to play Dungeons. And I was like, Your husband what? officially goes in the nerd category now. Like, Why the fuck do you know how to play Dungeons and Dragons? I was like, I stayed away from people like I never even I played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and I was like, where's the board game? He's like, it's all in your imagination. I'm like, what? No, it's kind of You're made up. Weird. Like, oh, what the hell? I never understood it. That. Maybe that's well, why. Maybe I wasn't smart enough to play it because I never understood it. So I hear Lucas play. I'm like, oh my good lord. Because play for hours and my ADD kicks in and then I'm done. Uh, sand is on the list. I like what? kidding. Sand. Like you put in a sandbox. 
okay, this year the <laughs> Hall of Fame are going to be rocks, leaves, and sand. Yay! Who the hell is putting sand as a toy in the Hall of Fame? That's not a toy. That's an element. <laughs> <laughs> the Settlers of Catan. I don't know what that is. It's out of Germany, apparently. I don't, I don't know what even what it is. And, I know it's like a... Um, uh, it's a German-style board game, apparently. I don't know. Uh, and then the toy fire engine, which I can say I honestly had one of those when I was a kid. So every kid had a toy fire engine in those days. They were made out of metal then, not pra- uh, plastic either. All right. Well, the big award, ladies and gentlemen, goes to... Sand! Give me freaking break we i all will be sure to, to let you all know what one so that'll piss jamie off even further oh my god if it's sand i'm gonna <laughs> write a strongly worded letter to whoever is in charge of this <laughs> sand that's it i have to go to a conference bye everybody